Shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. So, you need to change your oil. Right now, you can get five quarts of Valvoline Daily Protection or Valvoline Max Life High Mileage Motor Oil with an STP oil filter, plus an STP air filter or cabin air filter for just $36.99. Visit one of our 6,000 stores or order from AutoZone.com for same-day store pickup or next-day delivery. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Commissioner Jim Donlin. If you're on Medicare with limited income, you may qualify for help paying your premiums, deductibles, and prescription drug costs. Limits on income and assets for these programs have changed, so you may qualify for help now, even if you were denied in the past. Call our senior health insurance program at 1-800-259-5300 to see if you can save on your Medicare cost. Brought to you by the Senior Health Insurance Information Program. New Orleans Pelicans basketball is on the air. Bounce feed to Jonas. Up top, B.I. Straight away three. Good! Bucket! Bucket! Good! Ingram, hook pass, left corner, C.J. Catch and shoot three. Down for McCollum! Hi, this is Todd Graffinini. Join John DeShazer and me as the Pelicans take on the Los Angeles Clippers. Sunday at 8.30 p.m. on ESPN 100.3 New Orleans. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Katengel. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, saddle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. It's not Gus Kattengill, but it is Casey Gisclair here. It's the Sports Hangover. I'm going to be, I guess what you would call, like, the closer today, right? Gus started the game from 12 to 1. Then we went to Daniel Salerson in relief from 1 to 2. And then now Casey Gisclair here pitching out of the bullpen to close the deal here in the last hour of the show. We've got... A lot of fun things coming your way in about, oh, three, four minutes. We're going to have Mike Triplett on to talk some New Orleans Saints. Who doesn't want to get Saints talk this time of the year? The Saints are reshaping their roster and are trying to put together the pieces of a championship winning formula to try to get back in contention to win the NFC South. Then, uh, we've got Marlon Favorite, Big Fave. Hello, somebody at 215. We're going to talk with Big Fave about some things happening around the world of the NFL. Then look. It's a big basketball day in the city of New Orleans. It's a big basketball weekend in the city of New Orleans with the Final Four and everything coming in. We've got Travis who's going to be calling in at 2.30. Oh, y'all braced yourselves. I'm told Travis is a big LeBron fan. And we're going to get the Lakers side of things. Excuse me, as the Lakers are taking on the Pelicans today out in Los Angeles. A huge game with playoff implications for both teams. So we look forward to seeing what Travis has to say. And then at 2.45... Leo Haggerty. Leo Haggerty covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He wants to talk some football with us. He also wants to make his final four picks. We look forward to chatting with Leo. I've actually had the honor of talking with him a couple times whenever I filled in for Gus here on the Sports Hangover. He's a good dude. He does a great job covering Tampa Bay. And there's a whole lot of rumors and whispers about, you know, hey, is Tom Brady happy there? You know, they replaced the coach and everything of the sort. So we'll talk with Leo about that at the bottom of the show so, we kind of teased it here, and we'll have Mike Triplett on in just a second, but 
It's a big NBA weekend here in New Orleans. It's a big, big NBA weekend in New Orleans. The Pelicans are taking on the Lakers. The Lakers are beat up. The Lakers are struggling. The Lakers are ripe for the picking. This is a golden opportunity for New Orleans to take care of business, try to punch their ticket into the play-in tournament. And I heard Daniel Salerson in, in the last segment of the show before we came on talking about um, how important it would be for the Pelicans to get just a little bit of a taste of that success, to be able to experience that, going to the playoffs, you know, playing tournament or whatever it may be, and getting that opportunity, that would be huge for this young core group heading into the offseason. And look, there's history of teams experiencing that, getting better from that, and then making a massive leap forward going into the future, right? We saw the Suns do it. Remember in the bubble, whenever the Suns got hot and they won all those games, that didn't amount to an NBA championship out in the bubble, but they carried that momentum forward and they've been a major player ever since then. So I think that it would be great for the Pelicans to get that experience. And it's not going to be easy. You're on the road. You're taking on the Lakers. The Lakers are going to be close to full strength. LeBron James is going to be playing beat up. Anthony Davis is back in the lineup. It's certainly not going to be easy, but for the Pelicans, it's a great opportunity to punch their ticket into the play-in tournament. And just look, continue to create that excitement and that buzz. Create that excitement and get people fired up for what's happening in the city. That would be wonderful for the Pelicans. That would be a great opportunity. As for the first time in quite some time, this team has a little bit of buzz, has a little bit of pizzazz about them. And I think that it would be wonderful if New Orleans could uh, could keep that momentum going forward. Um, that game will be at 9.30 tonight. It'll be on NBA TV. The Pelicans will be taking on the Lakers, and we certainly look forward to that. We're going to try to have Mike Triplett on in this segment. Actually, I see our phones were just ringing a second ago. We're going to try to get Bud back in here. Mike Triplett will be joining us this segment to talk about some New Orleans Saints. There's a lot of stuff happening with that team as well, um, trying to get their roster back in position to make a run at it, trying to, um, you know, see if they could squeeze any more juice out of the orange before having to rebuild. You've got a new head coach. Dennis Allen doesn't want to be part of a rebuilding project, but you know what happens to coaches when they rebuild? They get fired. <laughs> That's what Dennis Allen was going through in Oakland whenever he was a head coach's last go-around. So he's going to be trying to, you know, get this team to make a run at it. And look, you're, New Orleans is not going to be the team that's going to be tankomania. You don't make a run at Deshaun Watson if you're in Tankamania. They're going to be trying to, as we said a minute ago, squeeze as much juice out of the orange as you possibly can to get as much as you possibly can out of this team and stay afloat in an NFC South that I think is still very much ripe for the picking. You got Tampa, who's at the top. There are questions there. And we'll talk with Leo Haggerty about some of those questions. How bought in is, is, um, is it really with uh Tom Brady? Is he fully 100% committed to what's going on? I don't know. We'll see. Atlanta's a mess. Carolina's a mess. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. Uh But New Orleans is trying to get themselves in position here, and I think that there are some ways that they could improve their roster. Um And, you know, they've got to certainly figure out how to do that in the, in the coming days and weeks ahead. We look forward to having Marlon Favorite here on in the next segment of the show. We're going to try to get Mike Triplett on. We need to uh, see he's been trying to call in. I don't have means to answer the phone right now. 
Uh, we're going to try to get Buddy back in the studio here to have Mike on um, here in, in this segment of the show. Uh, we're also going to talk some Final Four, North Carolina, Duke, Kansas, Villanova. We're going to try to talk some Final Four here in this segment of the show and see if we can make that uh, happen here. That's going to be in New Orleans. Those teams are going to be facing one another in the Big Easy, in the Superdome. So much college basketball history happening in the Dome, and we're going to see if we could uh, have another wonderful weekend. I think the phones are ringing here. Uh, so, yeah, it's the Sports Hangover here on ESPN 100.3. Casey Gisclair here filling in. We're uh, you know pitching relief here. And we're going to go to the phone lines now. We suspect that that's actually Mike Triplett that is calling in. Uh, he just texted saying it was him calling in. So <laughs> let's try to give him a ring back, uh, bud here on ESPN 100.3. We're talking some Saints in this segment of the show. A lot going on in the city, and we hope that everybody's having a wonderful day. We're a little bit uh, scrambling here in this segment trying to piece this thing together. We're going to, as we said a minute ago, have uh, Travis, big LeBron James fan, Leo Haggerty will also be on. Mike Triplett, we suspect, will have him in this segment of the show. And then Marlon Favorite. So we go to the phone lines now, and we're going to have Mike Triplett on the sports hangover. I think we're lining him up right now. Maybe we're not able to hear him, but whatever it may be, we're, we're trying to piece it together. Do we have him? Mike Triplett, uh, good afternoon, my friend. How are you? Doing good. It's a tech, technology miracle. <laughs> yes, it is. We've, yeah, I, I hear you, my friend. Uh, I was just talking at the beginning of the segment how the Saints are trying to make their roster better, trying to retool and trying to make some moves at the margins to improve themselves. Uh, how do you think they've done so far? Well, hopefully it's incomplete. Um, I, you know, until they saved all that money aside um, while they were pursuing Deshaun Watson, I never expected him to be big spenders in free agency. but And, and I, I think we unfortunately expected that they would probably let Marcus Williams and Teron Armstead get away, especially after they decided not to use the franchise tag on either guy. Um, but I, I have always expected and still expect at least one uh, veteran addition that gets people excited. Um, and, and funny enough, the biggest names still out there are all like former LSU stars that would get the fans really excited. I, I, I lose faith every day that they're actually going to go out and sign one of those guys. Maybe they're waiting for the price to go down, but I would be surprised if they let the entire offseason pass and don't add at least an Emmanuel Sanders type at wide receiver or, or a, you know, a piece like that, if not aiming high. You know, I was kind of saying this earlier in the week on my show, which is, you know, with the Teron Matthews situation, he's openly and publicly saying, like, hey, I would love to be in New Orleans. You know, I love the city and, like, I'm thinking in my head, like, if, if he's saying that and something isn't happening, they must be pretty far apart dollar and cents wise. Do you think it's that there's just a bridge that needs to be closed up there before something like that could become a realistic possibility? Yeah. And I mean, I'm not a hundred percent sure that, that, that they've even been negotiating with him and that they're making a strong offer for him. Um, you know, it's possible that they're not. It's possible that they just really don't want to spend at all this offseason because, believe it or not, they do they do pay attention to their salary cap. And I think they've dropped some breadcrumbs that a lot of their, you know, a lot of their relentless spending was was taking place when they had Drew Brees and, and they wanted to do every possible thing they could to win that year because they thought it would never get better. And now they want to build a team that can contend consistently. Um 
But but like I said, yeah, I mean, it, so I I think that means value is going to really matter to this team. Uh, but I think the need, and I think they can afford at least one more piece. And 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 I think those, you know, receiver where Jarvis Landry would be the best fit, and safety where Tyran Matthew would be the best fit are probably their two most glaring needs right now. You know, one of the things that uh, that I don't think gets talked about a whole lot is, you know, you, you have the quarterback situation with Winston now back on board, and you bring in Dalton, so he's going to be the backup there. And then we've heard a lot about the move with Taysom Hills. Now he's going to be primarily a tight end or split in, whatever you want to call it. Um, you don't hear about Ian Book. Like, you hear New Orleans is looking yeah. to maybe draft some quarterbacks or whatever it may be. You don't hear much about Ian Book. And, look, he played on Monday night, and it wasn't pretty, but he was thrown in a really – uncomfortable situation where he had to start a game without having to take reps as the starter in practice much. What do you hear about him? Is the team still high on him or has he kind of fallen behind the eight ball a little bit? Well, with the level of investment they made in him, uh, I mean, you know, they could walk away at any time if they drafted someone else. You know, if it just so happened that they actually do draft a quarterback in round one or two this year, which doesn't seem likely because the, the you know, they don't think this doesn't appear to be a, really strong draft class and, and everyone will probably get pushed up higher than their draft grades for the quarterback needy teams. But if they did that, maybe they'd walk away from book. But, you know, I, I don't think that signing Andy Dalton means they don't like Ian book. It just means he's not ready to step in and, and become their starter for the final, you know, 17 weeks of this season. If Jameis Winston gets hurt, we sure. are, they're just not ready to make him the number two yet. And that would have been a, probably a surprise if they did. Um, you know, if if he went from being you know fourth on the uh, the the pecking order last year, barely playing, barely seeing any preseason snaps or anything like that, just suddenly being their number two quarterback, ready to step in, I, I think we would have been a little surprised by that. So this doesn't mean they're giving up on him, and maybe Andy Dalton's only here for one year, and Ian Book's ready to be the backup a year later. That's still entirely possible. Very good. We're talking some football with Mike Triplett of ESPN.com. Mike. Um... NFL draft is coming up. It's right around the corner. You and I have been talking about wide receivers, and you said yeah. New Orleans would likely sign an Emmanuel Sanders type player, you know, to be that type of guy. Uh, I would suspect maybe that would be a target for them in the draft as well. But what are some other positions that New Orleans may be eyeballing in terms of, of some things that they want to add some depth to in the draft? Yeah, whether or not they sign a veteran, I still think receiver is going to be the top need. I mean, I guess maybe if, if they went for the absolute, you know, Maybe if they did sign a Jarvis Landry, maybe it's not their number one need in the draft. But barring that, uh, I, I think it's a, it's a top need, even if they do sign a veteran receiver. Um, that's that's how lean they are on proven pass catchers, but I think they could definitely still add two more. Um, so that's going to be number one. And I also think they are not, you know, there's no such thing as like a draft board that says, all right, in round one we're taking receiver, in round two we're taking offensive side. It does not, it's never worked that way. You know, the grade is going to dictate who they take in each round. It's going to be about value. But I just think there's such a good potential that receiver is their highest rated player on the board with the 18th pick because there's so many receivers in this year's draft class that, that all the analysts have rated in that range. Um, I, I asked Todd McShay about that yesterday when he had a media conference call, and he used the perfect term. He said it's the sweet spot. 18th, the 18th pick is the sweet spot for a team that needs a receiver this year. So I think the stars could align there. But um, And then safety, if you're looking for someone who could maybe start right away. But then the, the areas where I think they need to draft and get a future starter ready are along both lines. 
I, I think, uh, you know, I think we can pencil in their five starters on offensive line. They don't have to draft an immediate replacement for Toronto Armstead, but they'll probably eventually need to draft, you know, replace Anders Pete. They'll probably eventually need to, to replace James Hurst. Um, and then the defensive line, you know, one day they're going to need to replace Cameron Jordan. Next year, Marcus Davenport's going to be a free agent. Next year, David Onyemata's going to be a free agent. So that's, that's a position where you can look to the future, too. Very good. And that was the next question that I was going to ask you was along the offensive line. There had been a little bit of shuffling there with Teron Armstead, you know, moving on. And um, you, you said you believe that the five guys in place are going to be the five starters. So, you know, just kind of playing for depth there, trying to add a little beef and, and, and get some extra bodies, you think, maybe in the draft? Yeah, I mean, it's always possible that, you know, an offensive tackle falls and, and can win the job against James Hurst. Um, be a little more surprised if they they drafted somebody that would push Cesar Ruiz, but, you know, obviously he's battled inconsistency, so it's not impossible that they could draft someone who could compete for a starting job right away, but but they, they've got five guys written in pencil, if not ink, right now, which means they don't have to force it. Have you heard anything in terms of the Alvin Kamara situation and in terms of any possible discipline there? Because, man, that's a big thing that's looming over the team, perhaps, and like there's, I, I haven't heard a whole lot about it, and I don't know what the Saints are, are preparing for. Like, do they have plans or provisions to maybe not have him for the beginning of the season? I'm sure they will. And I mean, at that position, you have to have those plans and provisions anyway, because running backs get injured so often. Um, so whether that's Mark Ingram, which it appears it will be at this point, um, draft a player, or you know, keep Tony Jones Jr. Or, you know, add add another veteran. I mean, remember last year they brought in Devontae Freeman and they had Latavius Murray in the in the preseason too. I mean, it's not hard to find a guy if you're looking for, for a month out of that position. So um and it's not too expensive either. So um I don't I don't think they have to go overboard. But yeah, there is room for maybe if they love a running back in, in the early rounds of the draft. Uh, that would not be a, a horrible pick because that running back would see some snaps early this year and uh, uh, be ready to replace Mark Ingram uh, as early as next year. So, you know, that's another one of those positions that will be on their board. It won't be crossed off. That's for sure. Very good. Well, look, Mike, thanks so much for the time. We'll chat again soon, okay? All right. Thank you. Very good. That is Mike Triplett with ESPN.com doing a wonderful job, as always, with his Saints coverage. Fascinating insight there hearing him talk about, hey, the Saints are going to pinpoint these positions and look for wide receivers and look to build their depth and everything of that sort and um i agree with most all of what he said there i think new orleans is going to be very wide receiver heavy it's the sports hangover here when we get back in the next segment of the show we're going to have big fave marlon favorite we're going to keep the football train rolling here on the sports hangover at espn 100.3 non-attorney paid spokesperson. Attention past and present industrial plant workers in Louisiana. If you worked in a petrochemical plant, a refinery, or other industrial plant, your children may be entitled to compensation. Birth defects have been linked to toxic chemicals and solvents used in the petrochemical and other industrial plants located between New Orleans and Baton Rouge. So if you were working in an industrial plant where toxic chemicals and solvents were present and your child was born with a brain or spinal cord disorder, skeletal, organ, or limb deformities, a heart condition, cerebral palsy, genetic damage, or other problems, they could be entitled to compensation. Call the law firm of Philip C. Hoffman at 1-833-99-TOXIC. 
If you are a current or former petrochemical or other plant worker and your child is suffering from birth defects, call 1-833-998-6942 today. Contact the law firm of Philip C. Hoffman to evaluate whether your child is entitled to compensation. Call 1-833-99-TOXIC now. Responsible attorney Philip C. Hoffman, New Orleans, Louisiana. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you. And load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. A new name, a new era. TGMC is now Terrebonne General Health System. This change reflects our transition to more of an all-around healthcare partner rather than just a healthcare provider. With new facilities, new innovations, and new ways to help you, we've done more than change our name. We've changed our future. To see what's new at Terrebonne General Health System, visit TGHealthSystem.com. Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-511-3535. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems, and if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about $100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. Call Term Provider, 800-511-3535. That's 800-511-3535. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-511-3535. Hey there, I'm Lance Bass, and this is Chip. For more than 100 years, American Humane has been on the front lines protecting animals in times of crisis. From Pearl Harbor to 9-11, the California wildfires, and the coronavirus pandemic, American Humane Rescue has provided life-saving assistance for animals in virtually every major national disaster. If you're anything like me, your pets mean the world to you. And if disaster strikes, you want to keep them safe. To prepare for an oncoming disaster, ensure your pet has secure and up-to-date identification. And if you must evacuate, remember to take your disaster preparedness kit with you. To learn more about disaster planning and how to keep your best friends safe, please visit AmericanHumane.org. Got a hot take? Everybody listen up. Let's hear it. Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone. Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengill. I am not Gus Kattengill, but this is the sports hangover. We want to thank Mike Triplett for his time here on this Friday. Hope everybody's enjoying this beautiful day in Southeast Louisiana. We go back to the phone lines now. We have my buddy, Big Fave, Marlon Favorite. Hello, somebody. Big Fave, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Hello, somebody. What's up, Casey, baby? 
Yeah, doing great, buddy. Great to hear from you, man. It's been a while since heck since the last time I hosted the Sports Hangover. Um, Big Fave was talking some Saints with Mike Triplett in the last segment. We were talking about their off season and some of the things that they're looking to target and pinpoint. What are some positions of need for the black and gold in your eyes? Well, I, I was with Mike a few weeks ago, and he and I talked about receivers, receivers, and some more receivers. Oh, yeah. Oh, bottom, some more receivers. <laughs> and it's not, it's not that the current talent on the Saints roster isn't up to par. I, I do think on a good day, Trey Quan Smith could be a third or fourth receiver in a shotgun offense. You get a healthy Michael Thomas back. Um, but I do feel like after that, they have to look at drafting or bringing over another big target receiver. I think that's the area to look at. On the interior defensive line, I thought David Onyemata did a wonderful job uh, over the past few seasons. Um, and, and, and I like Dalton and the rest of our, and the rest of the interior guys that rotate in, but they're missing that Sheldon Rankin, if it makes sense what I'm saying. Sure. Someone who's a, who's a dominant defensive tackle. I'm not saying everybody can have the Los Angeles Rams defensive line. No, Casey. I'm, I'm not saying that at all. But they are missing another element. What sometimes our, our fans and our listeners don't really pay attention to a lot of times is how important it is to have that four-lane rush of the pocket against the quarterback. So that's why I think a solid interior rusher would do fine. On the end, we're good. I think Peyton Turner's going to come around and uh, kind of materialize to what we thought he was going to be. I mean, Davenport is probably one of the better defensive ends in our league uh, when healthy. And then Cam is just, shoot, man, lost to the and brothers see a gold jacket one day. So I think, you know, you look at wide receiver, you look at defensive uh, uh, tackle, and then, man, bring the Badger home. I think we need a, a, a veteran leader in that backfield that, that could really not only play well in the pocket, Casey, but also give your team some opportunity to get some uh, leadership echo through the secondary. Big Fave, you touched on exactly what I was going to ask you about next. As fans are clamoring, they want Jarvis Landry, they want Teron Matthew, they want the LSU boys to come home. If you listen to this, some of the things Teron Matthews talking about at LSU practices, he has a desire, it sounds like, to come home as well. I'm a little bit more doubtful as to if that's going to happen, uh, Big Fave, because my opinion kind of is if the Saints had interest, it would already be done. So what say you? Do you think that those guys are realistic targets for New Orleans or not? I think they are realistic targets. I don't know if they can make it happen in terms sure. of money. It's really about that. I mean, what NFL coach wouldn't want to have a Jarvis Ranger or a Tyron Master? So it's always the business side. Now, I know for a fact um, he would make the chemistry Tyron in our secondary, for sure. I mean, off top, you're probably looking at one of the more uh, versatile secondaries. You know, Marcus May, you have Tyron playing in the box. You, you, you already have um, a, a solid box player in the nickelback in CD, uh, Gardner Johnson. And then, you know, uh, Parsons Adebo, he's going to be a, a monster in our league one day. So I, I just really look at it from that perspective, Casey. Like, you get a Jarvis Landry in a receiving court. Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas, Freakwine, get a solid tight end play. We're cooking with hot grease. And then you go on the defensive side of the ball, and the secondary is that solid, along with a solid front seven led by DeMario Davis. I mean, 
this this thing seem if you're gonna go do it, go do it now. I don't think Dennis Allen is a coach that's trying to rebuild and go through this whole process of trying guys out. I think they're trying to go with their with their win this year and what other better guy to bring in than the Super Bowl champion than Tyron Matthews. I agree one hundred percent and I'll add to that a step further is you're not chasing Deshaun Watson, which obviously they didn't win those sweepstakes, but you're not chasing Deshaun Watson if you're trying to rebuild. So I agree 100%. This is a team that's trying to make another run at it. No doubt, my brother. No doubt. Very good. So, look, man, let's talk some LSU. Brian Kelly's in. They're changing the culture, and the vibe is different, and you could just hear the way that he's speaking. It sounds different. It looks different. Practices are more open. you got a couple of quarterbacks battling a lot of competition. I like what I see. What are you seeing so far from the Tigers this spring? Well, I've been getting some really good clips and videos from uh, my, my guy, Terrell Will. Uh, also, just checking out Shea Dixon's page and stuff. I had I, I will be out there for the spring game. I plan on getting out there a little earlier in the week just to spend a little time with the team, take a look at them. But I hadn't met Coach Kelly yet. But I'm hearing some good things about him. Uh, I've been training over at DLS over here on the West Bank, and um, Cardell Thomas comes over there and train on the weekends, do some work with Gary. And I was asking him about it. I said, what's your thoughts on Coach Kelly? He loves him. He said that when it's the weekend and it's time to get off, they lock the locker room. Everybody go home, enjoy yourself, get off your feet. When it's practice time, they're going hard, they're uniform. Just looking at Tyron Matthews' reaction to Coach Kelly and the staff, when they brought him in this week to, to, to be with the team and, and speak to the team. So all roads are pointing to Coach Kelly not necessarily changing the culture in terms of outside of the football locker room. He's embracing Louisiana and our culture. But I would say fine-tuning the culture and, and, and really just, I guess, being a, a new breath, breath of fresh air for the players that's currently there and hopefully it all works out. I think he's going to do well. Big Fave, look, you you know this, and, and I know this because in part because if you taught me this, you got to be good at the line of scrimmage to have any shot. LSU was not very good up front offensively at times last year. The quarterbacks were kind of scrambling and running for their lives. They lost a lot of those guys, breaking in some new young pieces up front. It's going to come down, I think, to how well LSU could block at the line of scrimmage offensively. You told me a minute ago – that you you know you've been uh, hanging out with a couple of those guys there. What are you hearing about the offensive line for the Tigers? I, I hear that they are um, are comfortable for the most part, not in terms of competing, but I think now with the new style of offense they have, with a guy like Jaden Daniels, who's more of a spread run run option pass guy, you get more zone blocking, you get more stretch, you get more. Um, um, elephant blocking, which is where they, you know they make that big, big turn and, and, and haul down the line. You, you get more of that when you have a mobile quarterback. Look, you don't look for as much time as, as a typical pro style quarterback. So the offensive line, they're more, it's more two point stand. It's, it's more uh, being able to to show what you can do in the passing game. So I, I look at the offense from that perspective. John Emery. Coming back very, uh, very healthy and in uh, handling business. I've been hearing a lot of good things about him working in with the one. So that just lets me know that again. I think offensively on the offensive line, Coach uh, Coach Davis now has a full year, full spring with these guys to get them going. 
Coach Kelly. That's the only coaching coach that they kept off of the last year's coaching staff. So I'm excited about um, the versatility, especially with a mobile quarterback that they'll have up front this year. You're a cowboy guy. I'm a cowboy guy. Dallas hasn't made very many big splashes this offseason. You heard, oh, they're going to get Bobby Wagner. You heard they're going to get Patrick Peterson. They didn't splurge. They didn't do any of that stuff. Do you like our offseason much, man? Because I'm kind of on the fence about it. Well, I wouldn't say on the fence. I guess I'm kind of looking over the fence because I love the team that we had last year. Sure. I thought Michael Parsons played like a top 10 defensive player last year. You had not not only did the receiving core shine that we lose Amari Cooper, but look at the year CeeDee Lamb had last year. If they come back with that double running game and the way that defense performed last year, you just do well in the draft and you're, and you're back in playoff time. Yeah, sounds like a winner. Look, my friend, thanks so much for the time. Have a great weekend, buddy. Hello, somebody. Hey, check out Hello, Somebody on YouTube, y'all. Big fave, Hello, Somebody. Man, we're almost at 10,000 views in three days, y'all, so we're going to keep it climbing, keep the positive energy going, baby. Sounds like a winner, brother. Have a great weekend. You do the same too, baby. That is Marlon's favorite, man. There is nobody more positive. I love that dude's energy is infectious. He does such a wonderful job giving us some insight into the Saints and LSU there in that segment of the show. I'm told we're going to talk some LeBron James, which is a topic in the next segment that I, I'm a little nervous about. We've got Travis, who's the resident LeBron homer. The Pelicans are going to whoop up on the Lakers tonight, and we're curious to hear what Travis has to say to defend his guy LeBron. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. The other day, someone said they saw a roach the size of a nutria down around Cutoff. I don't know about that, but nasty pests like roaches, termites, ants, and spiders are running wild up and down the bayou. If you got bug problems, call Terminex and the Bayou Boys, Dan and Billy Foster. They'll be there in a jiffy to protect your home or business. So whether you live up the bayou or down the bayou, Terminex is here to get rid of bugs any size. So call those Bayou Boys. They'll get you, get you Terminex tough. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve. I was surprised. I was definitely surprised. Yep, we had no idea. Totally surprised. Um, can you say jaw drop? Who knew? State Farm with these great rates? The surprise everyone's talking about is the surprisingly great rates for home and auto insurance from State Farm, especially when you combine them. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today. 
Mrs. Fogelman, ready to hustle for that muscle. Membership numbers at Sly's Gym have been racking up. 22 people have signed up for 6 a.m. Buns of Steel? Now he needs more certified trainers to do all the heavy lifting. I'm going to have to bulk up my staff. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. big NBA fan, so I certainly respect the greatness of all the players of this era. It's the sports hangover here. Casey just got about another 20 or so minutes left to go. I admittedly am not a huge LeBron James fan, never have been, but the guy on the phone line now, Travis, is our resident LeBron James homer. Travis, good afternoon, my friend. How are you? I'm doing good. I can I can use a little less hate for the guy leading the league in four, but it's okay. <laughs> the Lakers the Lakers have lost four games in a row coming in. It's been an interesting season. They've been beat up and ravaged by injuries. They're thirty one and forty five coming in, playing a big home one against the Pelicans tonight that they have to have. So I'm gonna put you on the spot right out of the gate. Are the Lakers gonna get one tonight? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Well, I mean, listen. Do you remember uh, a couple of years ago, it was just like we were watching Bell's game, and it was like, man, they were finding ways to lose games, like new ways to lose games. Where's that place right now? We're just finding new ways to lose games. Like LeBron's going out there getting his 30. Westbrook goes out there first three quarters, he hits all the shots. And this fourth quarter comes, and it's just like, hey, guys, um, how, how are we going to lose this game today? How can we lose it today? Oh, yeah, LeBron's going to get hurt. Or let's see, A.D. West low tops with ankle injuries, or, or Westbrook is just going to turn his name into Westbrook. We'll find a way to lose this game. You know, we've done it all year. This is this is spectacular. <laughs> I am laughing uh, to myself here as you're saying this, because you're so right. That's the type of season it's been. Um, sounds like you're a fan of of the, of the Lakers as a whole. Like, are you concerned? Like, because if they don't make no, the playoffs, no, 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 no. So, hold on. Let's, re- let's rewind a little bit. Okay, let's go back. You're... I'm always a LeBron fan. Mm-hmm. I ain't no Lakers fan, all right? I got to go where he go, all right? I, I, I'm one of those new fans that don't follow teams as much as I follow the, the player. Well, um, so go... I'm not – am I concerned with the Lakers right now? No, nah, they're going to clean house. Vogel has to go. I mean, the last game, one of the most – one of the, the worst things I've seen was the last time I seen the Pelicans, because I was at the game, courtside actually, Pelicans versus the Lakers. It's a minute 30 in the game. Vogel subs out Dwight Howard, puts in Carmelo Anthony, and there's no big to, uh, to stop JV from getting offensive rebounds. Next two possessions, JV gets the ball twice and the paint scores twice. They go up, I think, like nine points at that point. It's just his, his lineups have always been terrible. Ever since Indiana, his lineups are bad. So Vogel's got to go. Rob Polinka's got to go. Uh, you got to find a place for West Brick to go. You got to think about do you get rid of AD? I mean, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna clean house over there, they don't, but they don't have a choice. Who's gonna take like Russell Westbrook? Gonna, who's gonna who's take gonna Russell take, Westbrook? Well, I don't know if you know, but the the deal was they were gonna get John Wall, and Palenka didn't want to pull it, you know. And do I like John Wall over Westbrook? I don't know. I, I, anybody's better than Westbrook right now. I mean, man, have you seen him? 
I mean, I, I'll play. I'll play if they need me. You want to suit up? I mean, I'm pretty sure they could call us. And it's bad over there, man. The point guard position is bad. But LeBron's never had a real good point guard. That was, and to think about this for a minute, that point guard that he has right there, what, Russell Westbrook has been the best point guard that he's ever had. That's saying a lot, man. That's terrible. That, that, that is honestly his best point guard. Who's second best? What, Mario Chalmers or something? You know, oh, you can say Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. Okay, we go there. Sorry, sorry. But he's a head coach. Well, here's the thing, and, and this is what's so interesting to me, because how you are with LeBron, I am the same way with James Harden. So I've been bouncing around from Rockets to Nets <laughs> to 76ers. But the, the point that I'm making is, okay, in the bubble, my Rockets at the time faced the Lakers. The Rockets yes. win game one decisively. Then you know what the Lakers yes. did the rest of the series? They just didn't guard Russell Westbrook, played f- uh, four yes. on five, and they were yes. able to win it that way. So why yep. then would you get have a playoff series with a guy that you didn't even have to guard and then say, okay, yeah, let's bring him in. Let's not go get DeMar DeRozan. Let's not get Buddy Heald. Let's bring this guy in. That was a terrible so, move from the jump. So let's, if he, even if you dig deeper, does this, does this team even look better with Buddy Heald? Absolutely not. The only thing Buddy Heald would have gave you was at least some trade base. He would have gave you something at right. the deadline where you could have made a move. DeMar DeRozan right now, that would have looked really, really good, but he just didn't want to, he didn't want to come here for that. So this goes back to what I, I said on the show a couple of weeks ago. Man, it, that organization is just bad. I know a lot of people talk about the Pelicans aren't trying to, well, well they were saying, well, Pelicans don't look like they're trying to win. And you get on ESPN, they, they, they're not trying to win. They're not doing this. They're not doing that. Have y'all looked at the Lakers? That's the fact that they get a star player. They don't look like they're trying to win. Like, Clearly, I mean, half of the Lakers team, half of the people on the Lakers team, they lead and look really good. They look like the Pelicans of old. When we had Birdman and J.R. Smith and those people would come here, they'd leave and all of a sudden they turn into really good players. I mean, we had James Posey here. He couldn't hit a shot. He goes to Dallas. He wins a championship. That's what we look like. That's what the Lakers look like now. Kyle Kuzma was looking like a six-man of the year. You had Lonzo Ball doing good, real good for, for the Bulls. And then you got Brandon Ingram completely taking over the, the Pelicans. And it was like, well, all those guys were playing for the Lakers, right? So now you look at the Lakers, and you, it, it's like the Lakers and the Pelicans. Or we'll even go further back. The Lakers and the Hornets, the New Orleans Hornets, have switched roles. So, you know, you get AD back. And I know AD's very yeah. injury-prone. But do you think, you know, hey, there's what, uh, six games left? If he comes back and he's healthy, is there any chance that this team can make a little bit of a push here? I, I mean... They're still not a team you want to play with AD. I mean, they still create tons of mismatches. But, I mean, it always goes back to, like, they find a way to lose games. I I, I really don't know. I, I It's such a hard thing that even with AD, hey, look, all of a sudden we got a team. We could, we could win a couple of games. They've had AD half the year and couldn't win games. He was yeah. playing, couldn't win. I mean, he, he clearly doesn't believe in wearing high-top shoes, so there's a chance he'll <laughs> roll another ankle. I don't, I don't understand that. I wish I could bop him on the top of his head and just for him to explain to me, how do you keep rolling ankles and keep going out there with low type shoes or whatever? You know, uh, I just, I don't know. You just don't know. There's so many, that team has more questions than, than answers. And it's, it's really sad to see, but they, again, next year we'll see what happens because they're, they're clean house. I want them to lose. To be honest with you. Shoot. I'm tired of watching. 
I hear you. Well, look, Travis, thanks so much for the time. I hope that the game gives you some pleasure tonight, but it sounds like either way, <laughs> either way, you're doomed, buddy. Have a great yep, rest of the day. I, I'm, I'm fine, man. You have a good one. Thank you for the call. Yep. Take care. That is Travis, our LeBron James fan. He is not very optimistic about the Lakers future. Boy, it's been a struggle in Los Angeles. So they're taking on the Pelicans tonight. That'll be at 930. That's a big opportunity for the Pelicans to kind of Plant their flag in the Western Conference playoffs. Get into that play-in tournament. Give yourself a little taste of it. The Lakers have eyes on getting healthy and trying to make a run. But, my God, they got a rough schedule. They got the Pelicans, Nuggets, Suns, Warriors, Nuggets again. They've got a brutal, brutal come-home schedule. We've got Leo Haggerty. He talks some Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There's been a busy week in Tampa. It's the sports hangover. Casey Gisclair filling in for Gus. We'll be right back after this on ESPN New Orleans. It's your decision, it's a chance that you take It's on your head, it's a habit that's hard to break Do you need a friend? Would you tell the lies? Would you take me When a child is diagnosed with cancer, the last thing parents should have to worry about is how to pay for it. This is a St. Jude moment. Calvin got diagnosed June 10th of 2018. He has rhabdomyosarcoma, sarcoma, a soft tissue cancer. One oncologist told us if it was my son, we'd go to St. Jude. And within 24 hours, we were on a plane headed here. It's hard to fathom what St. Jude has done for us. They've really given our family hope. For the donors out there, it's just amazing. I never thought we would be in this place. And it's people like you that help us and help St. Jude provide for a family like ours. St. Jude is like the gold at the end of a rainbow. And we are so grateful and thankful for everything. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. I'm Insurance Commissioner Jim Donlan, asking Louisiana seniors to call us before making changes to your Medicare plan. Calling a number you saw on TV promising discounts and benefits may switch your plan to one that's not right for you. Instead, call the Senior Health Insurance Program. We make sure your doctors and medications are covered, and we check to see if you qualify for help with Medicare costs. Contact us at 1-800-259-5300. Brought to you by the Senior Health Insurance Information Program. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Shame on us. We talk about the greatest coaches in all sports. Every time we have these type of conversations, Gino Ariama's name is not mentioned. 14 straight Final Fours. Six perfect seasons and won 11 national championships. The dominance is John Wooden like GJ and Max. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. What would you say? Sports now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back to the Sports Hangover here. We have enjoyed our one hour of the show. We want to thank Mike Triplett. We want to thank Marlon Favorite, Travis in the last segment, and now we go to our final guest of the hour, Mr. Leo Haggerty. He covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Leo, good afternoon, my friend. How are you? Good afternoon. We're having another great day here in Tampa, but, you know, 81 degrees. We had a little rain this morning, but it looks like it's going to be a nice day. It's been a very busy week for the Bucks. You know, make the coaching transition. No more Bruce Arians, and, you know, they, 
they uh, bring Todd Bowles in and promote him from within. Uh, I'm sure it's been an interesting week to be covering the Bucks. Uh, how's that all played out so far? Well, it uh, it all started uh, Wednesday night, and uh, we had the uh, press conference yesterday. Uh, in fact, it's the first time we've been in the building in over two years, so that was took a little getting used to. But uh, again, uh, the Glazer family and Jason Light thanked uh, Bruce for his service. They're going to put him in the uh, Ring of Honor next year, and they welcome Todd Bowles aboard. I, I think it's going to be about as seamless a transition as you can get. Leo, there are all these internet whispers that, that, that Tom Brady wants to go to the Dolphins and that he was trying to go to the 49ers and that he was trying to do whatever he could to not play for the Bucks. Does this smooth that over? Does this exacerbate that? Or is, are those rumors just not even part of reality at all? Well, I think it's part of reality. It's just a matter of how far they, they went. And again, I, I think that when Bruce Arians was asked at the uh, the combine, said, you know, uh, Tom Brady, uh, he wants to go somewhere. He said, yeah, five number ones, you can get him. So <laughs> I think the Bucks told Tom that, you know, if you're going to play, you're going to play with us. And if you want to go somewhere else, it's going to cost a, a pretty penny. And Tom may have come back and said, okay, well, you know, I'll come back if. And there's just too much circumstantial stuff here. Think I don't think Tom Brady ever went to the Buccaneers and said, "Hey, I'm retiring because of Bruce Arians. I'll come back if you get rid of." Him. I don't think that ever got to that point. But again, my big concern was health. Uh, you know, Bruce had a heart attack. He, he wore a heart monitor during games just to, to make sure. So there's, there's a lot of supposition. There's there's a lot of talk going around, but there's a lot of dots you can connect. I don't think it was uh, out in the open, but I think a lot of back channels were used, and uh, right now everybody's happy. If, and let, let's play the the hypothetical here, if Brady would not have decided to come back, what do you think Tampa Bay's plan would have been under center? And, and, and you know, kind of the piggyback on that, you got a quarterback that's, you know, approaching 45 years old, or is this a situation where they'll just kind of, you know, play that hand the cards when it's dealt to them? Or are they going to maybe look to the draft this year? Like, what is their plan post-Brady? I, I truly believe if Brady was going to stay retired, they'd have jumped in both feet to the Sean Watson pool and seen what happened there. But once Brady came back, and again, it, what, one thing we found out about quarterbacks, when they go south, they go south in a hurry. Yep. And again, there were times last year where Brady, you know, at certain you know, quarters or halves of games, he looked his age. And again, uh, I think they're going to play this out. I truly, Everybody's talking here now, well, you know, Brady will sign an extension. I don't think you're going to see that. I think Tom Brady wants to be a free agent at the end of the year and wants to choose where he goes. Very nice. Now, the NFL draft is approaching. There are a lot of teams who are kind of jockeying for position, trying to get their next guys. What are some positions Tampa's going to target? Well, it all depends on what they do with Indomitian Sioux. And, and again, uh, I learned my trade from a man by the name of Carmen Perone, who was the chief scout for, of all people, the New Orleans Saints. And he said, Leo, when you draft, you draft from the ball out. And 
I, I think you'll see the Bucks look at a defensive tackle if they're there. The one thing you can't do is reach for a player. And what I mean by that is, okay, you want a defensive tackle and you're picking, you know, 15 and the guy you have is 20, but there's somebody you had 12 that's still there. You still got to trust your board. You got to trust what you've got up there. And I, I really expect to see a whole lot of movement between 10 and 25 because there's no quarterback this year. That changes the whole dynamic of the draft. You may not see a quarterback go until after 10 or 11 or 12 because there's really not that one guy that just sits out there that, hey, everybody wants. I'm going to ask you a question you might not yet know the answer to, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Tom Brady's usually attached at the hip with one Mr. Rob Gronkowski. He has not made his mind up yet. Put you on the spot. Do you think he's going to play in Tampa next year? Uh, you had to give me these softball questions, didn't you? Okay. Uh, I I think if he plays, it'll be in Tampa. I, I, I thought maybe he would lean to go to Buffalo just because there's only uh, – Brady and Gronkowski are the only two guys who could say if they move somewhere, you know, I've been on three teams and won Super Bowls with. I, I, I think he is – you're right. He's attached at the hip. I think – Gronk needs some time just because when he came into Tampa, there wasn't a whole lot of tread left on the tire. Remember, he had to take a year off because he, he was pretty well beaten, battered. And when he comes out to a press conference after practice, he's a physical specimen. He's got to be six seven, six eight in, in you know shoes, and, and he is a big man. And he, he'll block, he'll catch. Uh, remember, he had a punctured lung last year with a broken rib. So, again, if he plays, I would say probably 80-20 with the Bucks. Very good. we got about 90 seconds, Leo. What's your final four picks? Who do you think is going to cut down the nets here in New Orleans? I would like to see Villanova play North Carolina, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I think Duke gets in just because I don't think there wants to be three officials that said, hey, I refereed Coach K's last game and it was a loss. <laughs> I think it's going to be Duke. And, and uh, sadly, I think it's going to be Kansas. Here's a team that's got five level one violations for the last two years. NCAA hasn't done anything about it. Hmm. Looking the other way, you think? But I, I, I think you're going to see, it, it pains me to say this, I think the Blue Devils walk away with the championship. Sounds like a winner. Well, Leo, thank you so much for the time, my friend. Have a great weekend. Good stuff as always, my friend. I appreciate it. And you have a great weekend, too, and enjoy the uh, tournament. Yeah, we sure will, my friend. Thank you. That is Leo Haggard doing a wonderful job, giving some great insight into some things happening with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Boy, they've got some drama now, some, some issues with Tom Brady, and you know, will Gronkowski come back? That's a great team. But that's a very combustible situation, and we're curious to see how that shakes out. I'm going to get my final four picks, and then we're going to wrap up. I think that Duke is going to beat North Carolina tomorrow. That pains me to say that. I'm a North Carolina fan. It pains me to say that. I'm going to go against Leo in the other semifinal matchup. I think Villanova is going to beat Kansas, and then I think Duke is going to win the national championship. I think they got too much momentum going, and um, 
I don't know. Give me Villanova. I mean, give me Duke to beat Villanova in the championship. It's been the sports hangover. We want to thank Gus for opening the show. And as we said, we've pieced this together. Johnny, whole staff, Gus for the first hour, Daniel Salerson for the second hour. I've been in here to get the final nine outs of the game, close the game out. I want to thank Mike Triplett, Marlon Favorite, Travis, our resident, LeBron Homer, and of course, Leo Haggerty. We hope everybody's been enjoying listening to the sports hangover. It's been amazing weather the last couple of days in the city. It should be a beautiful weekend if we could get out tomorrow morning as well. Gus will be back at it on Monday. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Enjoy some of the amazing sports on the tube. Enjoy some time with family and friends. Go Pels, and hope everybody has a great, great next couple of days ahead. Gus is back at it on Monday. As the plot thickens in the NCAA tournament, Caesar Sportsbook has released an exciting offer for new users. Down